0: Chapter 15 We had decided to meet with Eric at his house. We had not decided to trust him completely. Jake, Cassie, Axe, and I were going to the meeting. Rachel and Tobias stayed outside as backup. Rachel was all primed to use her grizzly bear morph if we called for help. I'll be within range of Axe's thought speak, she said for the tenth time. I can morph my bear in a minute and go through that door about ten seconds later. "'If you do that, try not to stomp over me in the process, okay?' I said. I glanced up and saw Tobias swooping down to settle in the tree in Eric's yard. I could joke about it, but the truth was, it did feel reassuring to know Rachel and Tobias were ready to be the cavalry. We went up to the front door of the very ordinary-looking house. I sent Jake a look that said, "'Man, I hope we're right about this.' But Jake was busy exchanging solemn glances with Cassie. "'So? Someone knock on the door,' I said. I glanced at Axe. He was in his human morph. His human morph is made up of DNA gathered at the same time from all of us except Tobias. There's some of Jake and Rachel and Cassie and me in Axe's human shape. In the end result, he's male, but almost as pretty as a girl. Plus, he's annoying in human morph. Knock? Knock on the door? Why? Knock on. Knock. The lights don't have mouths, and Axe can't get over how fun it is to make actual sounds. Plus, you don't even want the boy in the same room with certain foods. Jake knocked. The door opened. I was surprised. It wasn't Eric. It was his father, Mr. King. He nodded. Come in. We stepped inside. I felt completely dorky. It was like we were coming over to ask if Eric could come out and play. I mean, the house looked so normal inside. Normal furniture and normal lights and normal dishes displayed in a hutch. A normal TV on mute, showing pictures from CNN. There were two dogs, a Labrador mix and a fat little terrier. The lab just lolled over on its back. The terrier came running over to sniff our shoes. Is Eric here? I asked. Mr. King nodded. Yes. Would you like a soda or anything? No thanks, Mr. King, Cassie said. She bent over to scratch behind the terrier's ears. You like dogs? Mr. King asked. She likes any animal, I answered. She even likes skunks. But dogs? Do you like dogs? Cassie smiled. If reincarnation were real, I'd want to come back as a dog. Mr. King smiled, nodding as if Cassie had just said something profound. Would you all come with me? He turned and led the way toward the kitchen. Once again, the total normalcy of it seemed jarring. There were little post-it notes on the refrigerator saying things like Dozen Eggs, Bell Peppers. Someone had left a box of Wheaties out on the counter. Mr. King opened a door. It led down to the basement. We followed him down the narrow wooden steps. At this point, I started to wonder. I noticed that Axe was morphing slowly out of his human shape, returning to andelite form a little at a time. Good old Axe. He sensed danger, and he wanted his tail available. I wanted his tail available, too. Mr. King paused when we all got down to the basement. He watched with absolutely no surprise as Axe finished transforming. He waited politely for Axe to be done. Then, to my utter amazement, I felt a slight dropping sensation. It took a few seconds to realize what was happening. The basement was dropping like an elevator. When I looked up, I couldn't see a roof overhead, just darkness. Whoa, Cassie commented. Don't be afraid, Mr. King said. It didn't last long. We may have dropped four or five floors. At least that's what it felt like to me. Then, with a slight lurch, the basement-slash-elevator stopped. Is this the floor for men's clothing? I asked. I was almost not surprised when one entire wall of the basement, hung with tools and garden hose and a rake and a hoe, simply disappeared. Where the wall had been was now a hallway lit with a golden light. My basement won't do this, I muttered to Jake. Have you ever tried? he asked. This way, Mr. King said. We followed him. It was way too late to start worrying now. The hallway wasn't long, just fifty feet or so. It reached a dead end, a blank wall. But then that, too, disappeared. Yeah! No way. Strange. This is just a hologram, right? I said. But somehow, I knew it wasn't. It was real. Unbelievable, yet real. What was beyond the hallway was a vast, vast chamber, lit in glowing gold light, soft and buttery warm. I stepped out of the hallway onto springy grass, and over my head, maybe a hundred feet up, there was a glowing orb like a sun. That's where the yellow light came from. Stretched out before us, for more than the length of a football field, was a sort of park. Trees, grass, streams, flowers, butterflies flying around jerkily, bees buzzing from flower to flower, and squirrels racing up and down the trees. Walking here and there were androids. Androids in their natural form, machines made of steel and something white. The androids had mouths that were almost like muzzles, clumsy-looking legs, and stubby fingers. But it wasn't the presence of the half-dozen or so androids that was really shocking. What was really shocking was that there were hundreds, maybe even a thousand, dogs. Normal, everyday earth dogs. Every breed and half-breed you could imagine. Running in packs. Yipping, yapping, bow-wowing, howling, growling, rough, ruffing dogs. They were chasing squirrels, smelling each other, and generally having a great old dog time. Jake, Cassie, and I stood there with our jaws hanging open like complete idiots. If Axe had possessed a mouth... His would have been hanging open, too. It was doggy heaven. Dogs and robots in a huge underground park. One of the robots came trotting toward us. As it got near, a hologram shimmered around it. A second later, it was Eric. Welcome, he said. I guess you're probably a little surprised.